up, feel goodies. It's your girl, DJ Cha-Cha Diva. And you're listening to the Feel Good Friday Show. Grab your mimosa, run to your sofa, and get ready for this ponderosa. Come on, come on. It's Soulful Sunday, and we feel so damn good. We got hot tea that didn't burnt the bitch. A special reggae mega mix. And music. Good music. Hot music. Ow! Don't you go anywhere, pull up a chair, and we'll be right there. It's the Feel Good Friday Show. DJ Cha Cha DV, y'all. Soulful Sunday. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Welcome to the Feel Good Friday show. Go ahead and give it up for yourselves. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you back on this beautiful, soulful, soulful Sunday. For those of you that are just joining, my name is DJ Cha Cha Diva, one part of your Feel Good Friday show crew. My bro, my love, my heart, Lyric the Luxurious is out on assignment, but he will be back soon. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into our show. Yes, everyone, we hope that the week treated you kind. I'm so happy to be here with y'all again. Give it up for yourselves once again. Give it up for yourselves. You made it through another week. Although tomorrow symbolizes the work week for many of us, I hope that you all had a very relaxing weekend. I didn't do much of anything. I just made this like chill mode weekend, totally chill mode. Did a few little workouts because I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get rid of this little poopa I got going on before the weather warms right back up and we are in our sexy, sexy spring and summer attire. And I don't know what the fuck that goddamn groundhog would talk about. He was talking about we were supposed to get three more weeks of winter, bitch. I don't know about y'all, but I'm in the beautiful, beautiful city of Hampton, Virginia, and it is absolutely gorgeous here. We're getting summertime fine up in this piece. You know what I'm saying? But yes, kick back, watched a few movies, finally caught that um, Wakanda Forever film. 
haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, but um, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I found it very entertaining. So big ups to the cast and crew of, um, you know, that Wakanda Forever film. Absolutely loves it. They did a great job. I'm trying to think of anything else that I watched recently. Um, of course, BMF, you know, had to watch BMF and Charles fuck around on his wife once again. What a dirty fucking dog, y'all. I can't stand fucking Charles. Charles is probably the most hated man since Danny Glover in the fucking color purple, bitch. Just cheating and dirty dicking bitches all around town. I can't deal with it. I cannot. But um, yeah, BMF was was really, really entertaining. Love that show. I also love The Godfather of Harlem um, starring Forrest Whitaker. That comes on what used to be Epics and is now the MGM Network. Give it up for Forrest Whitaker. Still out here in these streets. Making a check with that sagging bag, and I, I am not mad at it. Go ahead, Forrest. Get your coin and get your money, honey. But yes, I'm not going to keep y'all in suspense. We have a whole lot to talk about. We are going to be diving into your favorite segment, Hot Tea Done Burnt the Bitch. Of course, can't do a show without getting into that juicy, juicy tea. But we also have a super-duper reggae mega mix lined up for you today, along with some other great music. You know that the Feel Good Friday show is the home of old school R&B, hip hop, neo soul, and everything in between. We came to party and have a good time. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into your favorite segment. It's time for Hot Tea Done Burnt. Da bitch. Feel Good Friday show. Come on now. Hot tea didn't burn the bitch. Ow! Hot bitch didn't burn the tea. burn it down it's time for hot tea done burnt the bitch give it up for mama tina child by the request of our listeners and our audiences out there in the upper room we have got to talk about angie stone and d'angelo's son now child who honey we just recently posted about this on our show page on our social media, honey. Most of y'all didn't even know that D'Angelo and Angie Stone had a baby together. Well, that baby is all grown up and taking after his parents' footsteps, honey. We asked you who the child looked more like. Did it look like Angie or did it look like D'Angelo? And this is what you said, but 
Honey, just hold on. Hold on to that thought. We coming. Hey. Cha. Ciao. Well, for those of you who may not be up on the relationship history of D'Angelo and Angie Stone, let us first catch you up to speed on the relationship, honey. So, yes, Angie Stone and D'Angelo dated for four years while Angie was at the height of her career. And D'Angelo was just getting started, getting us the bob in our heads. So I want some of your brown sugar and all of that. You know what I'm saying? This was in the mid-90s. Um, but what a lot of people don't know and what I recently found out is that Angie was 13 years older than D'Angelo at the time of their relationship. Um, Angie says that he was legal and that's all that matters. But be that as it may, we all know how it goes. And a friend of the show actually called this out to me this morning and I'm so happy that that friend did because that friend is so right. You know what I'm saying? If it had been the other way around and it was an older male and a younger woman, people would have everything to say. But because he was a dude, you know what I'm saying? Nobody had nothing to say about that. And it's just the weirdest thing. We have this double standard, especially in the African-American community where when we like somebody, specifically a celebrity, we give that person a pass. It doesn't really matter to us, you know, what they do. Um, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, we will support and uplift that person in their fucking bullshit. And I mean, I just don't think it's right. There's nothing we could do about that. They had the relationship, um, you know, a beautiful child was conceived from it. And people may say, okay, you're, you're 18 years old, you're an adult. I don't necessarily agree with that. And those of us that are parents and, and had, you know, teenagers as children, we understand that 18 does not necessarily equate to maturity, okay? That's an age where you're able to get control of somebody's mind and more or less mold them into who you want them to be. And I do think that older people that push for relationships with younger people, still in that teenage, you know, bracket, barely legal, it is predatory behavior. I mean, that is just my opinion. I don't expect everybody to agree with me on that. But I want to know what in the fuck would somebody in their 30s have in common with somebody that's 18 or 19 years old? Just, just help me understand, people. Help me understand how that works. Any damn way, according to people very close to Angie Stone and D'Angelo. The, the duo were apparently seriously and very much in love, but due to um, ignorant music industry politics, most of their relationship was kept out of the public. Of course, I found out years ago, back in the 90s, that they conceived this child together, and I remember being totally flabbergasted um, for the obvious reasons, because, honey, let's take it back. I asked y'all who y'all thought the child looked like, and, honey... It look -a like a Angie. <laughs> it look -a like a Angie, honey. Um, and that's not to say anything negative about Angie Stone. She's a very unique looking woman, but I think that's another thing that we could talk about in society, how we look at certain men and we automatically in our minds, you know, make up in our mind what their 
woman should look like, what kind of woman they should have based on their looks. And at the end of the day, it's not really our decision to make. Whatever floats your boat, whatever's for you is for you. And apparently these two were very, very much in love, you know. But um, again, politics within the industry, meaning that you have to look a certain part, played a a toll or put a toll rather on their relationship and they weren't able to be as open and out and about with it as they wanted to um i actually remember an interview that angie stone did when she was being interviewed by unsung on tv one give it up for unsung on tv one we love them over there where she actually spoke about them attending um an award show i can't remember if it was the soul train awards or if it was the grammys but whatever it was it was at the height of she and D'Angelo's relationship, and she re recalled how hurt she was when the record label demanded that D'Angelo walk down the red carpet with a hired model. So skinny bitch, had him walk down the aisle with a skinny bitch, and then just kind of had her on her lonesome by herself. And I, I have to really, all jokes aside, say that I really feel for Angie. That's a lot of pressure. Not so much the age difference, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about a woman of a particular age, of a particular hue, of a particular size, in an industry where you're told that you're not beautiful constantly. And um, to be in a relationship with someone that you really, really love, that you go to bed with at night, that you share all of your dreams and aspirations with, and not be able to be seen in public with that person. I find that that would be very hurtful. And I think anybody could agree that that would take a toll on somebody. But um, let alone, they were madly in love um, and they had a baby boy together in 1998. So why is that you ask? Um, well, because whomever was calling the shots at D'Angelo's label or his camp at the time wouldn't allow him to have his woman on his arm in public for fear that it would ruin his sex symbol image. So they had this baby in 1998. We never heard nothing about it other than when Wendy Williams got a hold of the information. I gotta give it up to my girl Wendy because she did come and kick the truth to the young black youth and she let us know. But I don't know that a lot of people actually believe that. Um, so yeah, they didn't want Angie to be seen with him in public. They didn't want to ruin his um, quote-unquote sex symbol image. And we also can't overlook the elephant in the room that our girl Angie is a very beautiful woman. She is, but she didn't fit the trophy girlfriend stereotype that these stereotypical industry execs expect to see on a star's arm. And that's really fucked up and really following. We need to talk more about that. We really do. And write our own standards for what beauty is. And I have to really take kind of a sidebar um, here and give it up to people like Rihanna who promote various looks, body types, images um, with her work with her Fenty Savage line so that people can actually see models and imagery that look like them and reflect them. So big ups to Rihanna and those that are doing things like that. But um, now that we've given you a quick history on D'Angelo and Angie, you've got to check out their son. He is named after his father, so D'Angelo's biological name is Michael Archer Jr. His son is, um, I'm sorry, D'Angelo's Michael Archer. His son is Michael Archer Jr. And his son is now 23 years old. He is a rap artist who goes by the stage name of Swayo Twain. 
Um, and he looks like a junior, but it's looking more like an Angie Junior than a D'Angelo. I will admit, I am struggling to find the resemblance between him and his father. He does kind of have his lips. I mean, if you squint your eyes really, really tight, you can see um, D'Angelo there, kind of sort of. You just, you gotta squint, bitch. You gotta squint them eyes, nice and low, nice and tight. But um, yeah, as far as Angie Stone and D'Angelo's relationship, Angie has said that D'Angelo's self-esteem wasn't very high when they were together and that she helped him through that. Um, that's very interesting. I mean, you would look at him and not the 2023 D'Angelo, because he, bitch, black don't crack, but a damn sure could swallow up, bitch. And he didn't swole up. He don't look nothing like he looked. In the 90s. However, um, looking at him back then, it's kind of hard to believe that he would be in a position, um, not just based on looks, but with his talent, where he was actually struggling with um, self-esteem. But apparently he was. And I believe Angie, she was the closest thing to him. That was his woman. And um, according to D'Angelo, she actually was the muse for his first album. So some of the songs that we love so much, like Brown Sugar and Lady, those were inspired by his relationship with Angie Stone, which I find very, very interesting. Um, this is what Angie revealed to Essence Magazine about why she and D'Angelo's relationship didn't withstand its ups and downs. So I quote, this is Angie, and I'm taking the music down for that. So Angie says, when I was dating him, um, talk about D'Angelo, he wore glasses, had short hair, and his pants were hanging down to his butt. He was just a 19-year-old kid with big shorts, and nobody cared, and no one saw his beauty but me. And I told him, you are beautiful. I promise you when, you when your record drops, your lips are going to become famous. Your eyes, everything will become famous. She went on to say he couldn't see it because his self-esteem wasn't there as it is today. He didn't even have an image of, you know, what his hair should be like as he promoted his career. His hair was so short, um, he couldn't even imagine that it would be braided and that would be his new look for his first album cover. It wasn't until Brown Sugar came out that people actually took a good look at him and said, you know what? He is fine. <laughs> yes, bitch, he is fine. And then she goes on to say, then all of a sudden, he's so fine and he shouldn't be with me and yada, yada, yada. Angie, I get it. Um, But the fact still remains, you were 13 years older than him. I just... To me, it's, it's giving predator. <laughs> Predatory. Well, y'all, Angie said, um, well, she also said that they were so in sync with each other that they began to act alike. And I quote, Angie says, when you're with someone, you become them. We started to become each other and pick up each other's musical habits. So where he was in his life as an individual, had a lot to do with how he expressed those in his songs. And Angie had nothing bad to say about D'Angelo. In closing, she says, to set the record straight, D'Angelo is a genius and he doesn't need Angie or anybody to make him who he is. What people need to know is that we were in love with each other. So my presence, my spirit, my gift, all that flowed into our relationship. Go ahead, Angie. I'm going to let you tell it. Woo, bitch, that was some tea for that ass, honey. Give it up. Give it up.
Well, surprise, surprise. I had no idea that the relationship was that intense. I mean, don't get me wrong. I knew that they had been together, but I had no idea that the connection was that strong. And that's a question for you all, Feel Goodies. You know, we heard all of that with Aaliyah and R. Kelly and that age ain't nothing but a number. I can't get with that shit, but my opinion is not God's opinion. So I'm just asking y'all. Do you think that it is inappropriate for someone over the age of 20, I'll say, and I'm talking like like 21, 22, I'm talking 25, 26, 27, 28, to be involved with somebody 19 years to 18 years? Um, I just don't know if a person is that mature or mature enough, rather, at that age to enter into a consensual relationship fully you know what I'm saying that brain development ain't all the way there and I just kind of feel like being in a relationship that young can kind of make or break you it kind of molds who you are moving forward and I'm speaking from personal experience I was married at 19 years old to a much older man and it didn't work out I mean songs he knew I know about TV shows he knew I know about and I really didn't have any interest because I was young. I wanted to be young. I wanted to live. Mm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, honey, our cup runneth over. We're going to take a quick musical break. But when we come back, we got more hot tea than burnt the bitch. And, of course, our super reggae rocking you, rocking you mega mix coming up soon. It's DJ Cha-Cha Diva with the Feel Good Friday show. Don't go anywhere. I'll be there. 
like that cut that was jay brown we give it to you give it up for jay brown cute little track so we're gonna go ahead and proceed with your favorite segment hot tea them burnt the bitch up next shantae moore turned 56 years old this week hey Yes, Shantae Moore turned 56 this week, and she looks absolutely amazing. We are wishing American singer, songwriter, actress, and television personality and author, Ms. Shantae Terrain Moore, a happy birthday. She was born on February 17th of 1967. Her debut studio album, Precious, was released in 1992. The album was certified gold by the RIAA on November 14th of 1994 in the United States, spawning such R&B hits such as Love Taking Over and It's All Right, which both released in 1994. Give it up for Shantae Moore. She's become one of my favorites. Um, we've most recently seen Shantae Moore on reality TV on the show R&B Divas alongside Kelly Roll, Roll, Esther Roll. <laughs> and Kelly was a big bully to Shantae, but she stood her own. And I kind of liked her since then. Um, Shantae Moore was previously married to Kadeem Hardison. They were married from 1997 to 2000. Then she married Kenny Lattimore from 2002 to 2011. I believe they have two boys together. And funny enough, here's the cheat. Here's the cheat, sis. Um, Shantae was saying that Kenny Lattimore was gay. She got on national TV on R&B Divas and alleged <laughs> that he likes to get his um, burrito stuffed, honey, with lots of sausage. But um, Kenny has refuted those allegations, and I think he even sued Shantae Moore for slander. Mmm, interesting. But um, Kenny Lattimore has gone on to marry Judge Faith. She was um, previously the judge on the divorce court, and they seem to be very happy to just welcome the new baby. But um, yeah, Shantae Moore has moved on up and moved on out. She is now married to Stephen Hill, who was the former um, executive producer for BET. A former BET exec, I should say. He did a lot of things and wore a lot of hats. And they look very happy together. So, once again, give it up for Miss Shantae Moore. I ain't mad at you, girl. Doing your thing. Don't look a day over 25. And this chick got the nerve to be fucking 56 years old. I should jump through this fucking microphone and slap her just for looking better than me. <laughs> Shit. 
On a somber note, um, rapper Cameron broke the sad news to fans that his mother, Frederica Giles, has passed away at the age of 67. Hey! Whoa. Yes, very sad news. Um, Cameron reported this past week of February 18th that his... Um, beloved mother Frederica Giles passed away at the age of 67 in a lengthy heartfelt post he shared that social media was a highlight of his mother's days so that it would be only right that he inform her followers of her death may she rest in peace um it's a sad day for Harlem everybody loves Cameron up top Harlem USA and um we're just wishing him the best during this very 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 difficult time. So prayers out to Cameron. All right, pretty in pink fur. Wendy Williams makes a rare appearance and I'm going to tell you all about it. Yes. Hey. Whoa. Yes, pretty in pink fur. Wendy Williams makes a rare appearance during New York Fashion Week. She was all smiles after her ex-husband loses his alimony case. Yes, Kevin Williams, Wendy Williams' ex-husband, tried to take her to the bank once again by um, trying to get more alimony out of her. But the judges have spoken and Wendy was vindicated. She no longer has to pay this no good crusty foot highfalutin dog diggity dog another damn motherfucking dime bitch she is free and she actually looks great her feet have gone down reduced swelling she's smiling her wig is on straight she's dressed to impress and i'm here for it so we are so happy for you wendy we really really are Oh, in other news, Judge Mathis celebrating 24 seasons on the air. Hey! Yes, that's right. Judge Mathis is celebrating 24 years as the longest serving black man on television. Congratulations to Judge Greg Mathis on such a great television run. As he says, we all know a crackhead when we see one. <laughs> well, to Mr. Judge Greg Mathis, we say to you, sir, you have been the crackhead of daytime television for 24 motherfucking seasons. Give it up for Judge Greg Mathis. A huge, huge accomplishment. We love Greg Mathis here. Whoo, child. In other news, federal prosecutors file a midnight motion to keep R. Kelly in prison for the rest of his life. Hey. Whoa. Bitch. Lock him up and throw away the key! Now, y'all all know my sentiments on R. Kelly. If you listen to my show, I don't give a flying fish's fat ass if he spends the rest of his life in jail. But there are actually some people that really feel some kind of way about R. Kelly potentially spending the rest of his life in prison. So here's what we know. 
federal prosecutors have filed what they call a midnight motion to keep R. Kelly in prison for the rest of his life. Now, what is a midlife motion? A midnight motion, rather. That is when they come in at the last minute, even though charges have already been pressed, he's already been found guilty and already been sentenced to what his term is going to be. It is kind of a way for them to go in and say, hey, we have re-examined this and we think that based on the nature of the crimes, we can't let this person out. He is a habitual offender. He will offend again, even though the sentence that he has now will potentially have his ass in jail and until affinity, bitch, he's never getting fucking out. But I guess this is their way of making sure he don't never see the motherfucking light of day. So, R. Kelly, I don't know, child. You probably should have stayed trapped in the motherfucking closet and your ass would have got fucking caught up. But being that you did, honey, I mean, I don't know. I'm a, I, I can't not pray for you. You are a human, but I totally, totally hate what you've done. And I'm not even going to say allegedly. You called yourself the Pied Popper, Pied Piper of R&B or Peter Piper, pick a peck of fucking peppers, bitch. Whatever. You did the crime and now you must do the time. Mm, mm, mm. Well, honey, in other news, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame was unveiled honoring a very special gangster rapper. Hey! That's right, a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame was unveiled this past Friday honoring none other than Ice-T, a.k.a. Detective Motherfucker Tutu Ola. Woo, and this happened one day after his 65th birthday. The gangster rap pioneer was all smiles with his wife Coco and his little baby girl that looked just like it, looked like a motherfucking ball egg. Yes, bitch, they were there along with his uh, co-stars from SVU, Mariska Hardigay, and a host of other family and friends. We're so proud of Ice-T. You know, him and Ice-Q both, to start out as gangster rappers in his rap shit, probably didn't even think or foresee that their lives could even take a turn to where they became um, these big-time actors and directors. And they're really good at it. A lot of musicians try to, you know, pivot into the acting world, K. Michelle specifically. <laughs> And it doesn't quite work out, but Ice-T, Ice Cube, it works for you. It works for you, and I absolutely, positively, lividly, with all of my bilaterals, my bicuspids, and my bisexuals, bitch, I love it. So kudos to Ice-T on the unveiling of his Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Yes, well, we got more hot tea for y'all, but we're not going to give it all to you up front. We got to you know, massage that music in there. So we're going to go ahead and get into our super mega mix. We got a reggae mega mix for y'all today, kicking all the hits that you know and love. Absolutely going to love this. But when we come back, we got more hot tea. We're talking Tyler Perry. We're talking JoJo Haley of Jodeci. We're talking Snoop Dogg and more. This is DJ Cha Cha Diva, and you are listening to the Feel Good Friday show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with you.
They show, come on. Sushi, she jumped at the Jubilee Nile, and then you sit down and I 
I want to see that pepper seed. I want to see that butterfly. I want to see that bogle. Come on. Is that? Come on.
DJ Cha Cha Diva, y'all, of the Feel Good Friday show. Yes, we're going to jump right back into that hot tea. So, yo, Tyler Perry is making a donation of millions for a really, really good cause. We got the story right here for you.
Yes, so Tyler Perry is donating millions to keep elderly folks in an Atlanta community from losing their homes due to back taxes and rising tax rates. Let's give Tyler Perry a round of applause. I really like the fact that he's not one of those black people that then got big and forgot where he came from. He's always giving back and he loves to share his wealth and I think that's commendable. People can say what they want to say about Tyler Perry, but um, he's definitely not selfish, so... We honor you, Tyler Perry. We appreciate what you're doing for the community and for the culture. Yes, I'm sure there's a lot more to come after this. But, um, yeah, keeping elderly people in their homes, making sure that they're able to keep their homes. I'm sure many of these people have lived on these properties for decades. And it's just another example of the injustices that people of color face living in the United States. You know, this is a trick that they use raising the taxes so that you get so far behind that you can't pay your bills. But heroes like Tyler Perry that look out and don't just save the wealth for themselves, those are the people that are gonna make sure that we're able to keep what belongs to us. So great job there, Tyler Perry. In some Samba news, uh, Jojo Haley of Jodeci suffers a stroke on stage during a performance and his brother Casey immediately notices something is wrong. Hey! Yes. Um, whew, this is hard for me because you know how I feel about Jodeci! Well, Jojo Haley, the brother of Casey Haley and one-fourth of the legendary R&B group Jodeci suffered a stroke. Now this is the second stroke that Jojo has suffered. Um, we saw him here, Feel Good Friday show, um, early, I'm sorry, late 2022. I think it was, um, maybe it was September, October. I really don't recall. But anyway, he was fine then. Um, and newly released footage um jojo haley can be seen at a performance february 10th in baltimore at the mgm casino slurring his words trying to sing um the other members of the group were trying to kindly and gently usher him backstage i'm guessing so he wouldn't embarrass himself but um i had mixed emotion seeing the video um it made me proud because he's not gonna let this condition stop him from performing and he wanted to give the fans a good show and give them what they paid for but at the same time just knowing that he could potentially suffer long-term issues you know what I'm saying behind this stroke and Jojo I don't care what nobody says he is one of the most beautiful voices in R&B Casey can blow, but if you are a true Jodeci fan and you go back and you, you know, you know the music from the self-entitled album to Diary of a Mad Band to Forever My Lady, JoJo has an absolutely beautiful voice. And um, I would ever, I would hate for it to ever be a situation where JoJo's not able to share his gift with us and sing the way that we're used to seeing him sing. So um, there's been mixed reports. Some people are saying that the stroke didn't occur on the stage, that it occurred, you know, much sooner than that, maybe 2021, 2022. We know that he had a stroke back then, but again, I saw him recently 
last year and there was nothing wrong with JoJo. He performed on stage with everybody and there was no problem. This looks different. So if you haven't seen that video, check us out. That's the Feel Good Friday show with DJ Cha Cha Diva on Facebook. You can also catch us on Instagram at the Feel Good Friday show with DJ Cha Cha Diva or look us up on TikTok to view that video. But prayers going up to JoJo Haley. All right, in other news, Snoop Dogg just lost street credibility with his new commercial for the Super Bowl wearing sketches. <laughs> hey. Huh. Child, my good friend Taj couldn't have said it better. This man is fucking 51 years old. Is he supposed to not have on a fucking supportive shoe? I mean, Jays and Tims are cute until that arch starts falling and your back starts hurting, bitch. I'm not mad at you, Snoop. Get your fucking coin. Get every motherfucking penny. Do you? Social media is tearing Snoop Doggy Dogg apart because of a recent commercial that aired during the 2023 Super Bowl in which Snoop Dogg is promoting sketches, memory foam fucking sneakers, bitch. <laughs> but truth be told, the way my back is set up, I might need to get me some sketches too, okay? I'm not mad at you, Snoop. Do what you gotta do. All right, in other news, a woman who grabbed Buster Rhymes' butt says she didn't mean to after the rapper angrily throws a drink in response to her action. Hey! Yes. The woman identified as Nikita Mathis states, I admit I shouldn't have touched him at all, but he's Busta. Busta Rhymes responded by turning around and hurling a drink in the woman's face when she grabbed his butt. I don't know, didn't she ever learn to keep her hands to herself? I mean, I don't care that he's a celebrity. These are people, you know what I'm saying? And I find that to be very disrespectful. You don't grow up and go up and grab anybody's genitalia and, um. The thing is, he's a male. Let that have been in reverse and let that have been her, just a woman walking, minding her business, and Buster had walked up and grabbed her. His ass would be up under the motherfucking jail right now. People need to be smarter. They need to show respect. And they just need to be more cognizant of how they're showing up. I don't respect you, Miss Nakia Mathis is your name. Get a fucking life, bitch. Keep your hands to yourself, and you owe him a public apology. You embarrass him in public, I feel like you should apologize in public, okay? Next up, we talking diversity in the workplace. Nate Burleson is the first man to wear cornrows on national network TV as a news anchor. Yes, diversity in a workplace. We see you, Nate Burleson, of CBS Mornings. <laughs> Making history during Black History Month. I think he is the first network anchor to wear cornrows on the air. Give it up for Nate Burleson. Yes, now Gail ripped her wig off on CBS Mornings. We really being fucking business. Show us up underneath the wig. 
Show him the stocking cap. She ain't about to do that though, child. Who, last and not least, Tyrese says his label released him on the anniversary of his mother's passing and his wedding anniversary to his ex, Samantha. Hey! Yes, y'all. Tyree says his label released him on the anniversary of his mother's passing and the wedding anniversary to his ex-wife, Samantha. Now, Tyree's hasn't put out music in a while. Do y'all think that the record label was wrong for letting him go? Hell no. I mean, come on. Money talks and bullshit walks. If you're not making music you're not making money which means that the record label is not making any money they want their money we're wishing Tyrese the best he's a super talent he's an actor he's a model he is a singer he is a father we love him but it's time to move on sometimes when one door closes you just have to understand that it's closing for you to have the opportunity to do other things go independent Maybe Diddy will sign you. Maybe Snoop will sign you. Sign the death row. You know what I'm saying? They're not the only record company in town. Tyrese, we love you. We support you. Um, we just don't want you to, to get over emotional, you know, in this situation. They let you go. You're not the first person to be let go. Move on. Make some good music. Continue to do your thing, and we will support you. Ooh, child, we done went through so much hot tea, plus that super reggae mega mix that was rocking you, rocking you, really enjoyed that. But you know what it's time for. You know, we always start off a little rough, but we got to break it down nice and slow. We do the opposite of Mama Tina. Mama Tina started off slow and then ended it rough. We started rough and we ended slow. So it is time for your favorite segment. It is time for the benediction. Anytime. Every time. All the time. Come and visit your Feel Good Friday family on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. It's DJ Chaja of the Feel Good Friday Show. It's been amazing spending this soulful Sunday with you. Come see us next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. We love you. Trying to turn the day into a lucky night. You know I love it when we kissing right. It's automatic like a 45. With the dash on coach, you know anything goes. Stress for once we hit the road, don't you worry about a head on your pretty little head. Let it go, go. It gonna make get you a little sweet. Give me a shot. Open up, I never miss. Girl, I got. Give me time, put you in for sweet. Soon as you come, I change the way that you feel, make it sweet. Same team, who we up against for the win. 
co-star to your main event Evident, no one better than You're my sugar binge, insulin I go crazy for you, I get militant Brows off I knew they were in the sea downfall But we still kicking it like a brown ball Whenever you need it, you know I'm on call You better believe it with the dash on